Hi everyone, I'm Tony Dingle, your gut health bestie and founder of That Gut Feeling. And welcome to the very first episode in the Doing It For The Kids podcast series. This podcast has been a long time coming and our guest today has a lot to do with the fact that it is even here, that it even exists. So his story is just so incredible. I was hearing all of these amazing stories from all of these incredible people, like stories of transformational health journeys that were just blowing my mind. But after talking to our guest today, David, I was like, okay, this stuff is too good not to share. So come along, have a listen to the story and prepare to have your mind blown. It's absolutely phenomenal. But before we get into it, I want to kind of paint the picture for you. So I want you to imagine that you're sitting in your mother's oncologist's office and then hearing the words, your mum has terminal cancer. She has five years at best left to live, but that's only if she has stem cell surgery, chemotherapy and radiation, all of which could kill her anyways. Now, that is not a situation that I would wish upon my worst enemy and I couldn't imagine, I don't want to imagine what that must have been like. Unfortunately, that's exactly where David found himself and his mother 15 years ago. So let's jump in and, and hear all about it. <laughs> Welcome to That Gut Feeling a weekly interview podcast that explores just how powerful our bodies are by design and how through taking a holistic approach to our gut health, we can not only drastically change our own health, but the health of those that we love, especially our babies. Hear incredible stories of transformations from everyday people like you and I, and also from a range of health professionals as we educate and inspire parents to take charge of their family's health and keep on doing it for the kids. <laughs> now, David, those words must have been absolutely gut-wrenching to hear and I'm guessing that this day has been forever imprinted on your brain. Now, would you mind talking me through that and, um, you know, what went through your mind and how did you respond and how did your mum deal with hearing such life-shattering news? Yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things where, you know, we were summoned to the room. It was my mother, my father, my brother, and some of our closest friends and extended family were able to come to this meeting. So, you know, if a doctor's calling you to a meeting of that nature, you know, it's going to be pretty serious. So um, as we were there, the one thing that comforted us was the fact that we had our loved ones together because we knew the news was probably going to be pretty, pretty serious. Um, but once my mom heard the news and once all of us heard the news, my mom's strength was really the thing that really defined how everybody else responded. You know, she didn't break down uh, and cry. She took it and received the information. And my mom was known as a fighter. Uh, she was uh, in the civil rights movement uh, here in the United States uh, in the 60s, um, she and my dad. And so from those types of experiences, she learned through life that uh, when you have tragedies and turmoil, don't allow that to destroy you emotionally. So that was the start of it. Uh, she prepared herself and then entail everybody else was strengthened as well, just from a mental and emotional standpoint, which is really important later on where we learned in health that stress and managing stress levels is really, really critical in disease prevention and restoration as well in particular, like her case was with cancer. So that was the very first step, how to manage the information of you have cancer and then emotionally and mentally being able to, um, to now redirect your focus to a place of strategy. And that was the next step was strategy. She sounds like an incredible woman, first and foremost, let me say that. And um, I love that she could uh, internalize it and process it and then 
changed the trajectory of her life the way that she did. It's absolutely incredible. Now, a lot of people that I'm coming into contact with, uh, you know, I hear a lot of the same stories. They're hitting rock bottom, you know, they're having a significant life-altering event happen to them. And that completely changed their, their outlook on life and they um, make some drastic changes, which is obviously what your mum ended up doing. What is it, um, what was the catalyst for your mum choosing to address her health um, through changing her lifestyle? And um, was it an easy decision for her to make? Yeah, well, we didn't know a whole lot about health. But what my mom did know is that uh, once her oncologist, her cancer doctor, recommended that she would take chemotherapy or radiation or stem cell surgery that in and of itself would possibly kill her. And her doctor said the greatest amount of time that maybe you could have would be five years at the most if you did all of those three recommendations. But my mom knew that chemotherapy, radiation treatments, and the stem cell surgery would be so destructive to her body, she didn't want to do any of those three things. So from the core of who she's been and who our family has been raised to be, have been people who have gone to God, especially with situations that were much higher and problematic for ourselves. So she started to, to pray and we started to pray with her. And so one day, um, it was about a week after we had been in the uh, conference room with her doctor that um, we went to a church service and this pastor that we had never been to before, we never been to that church, came up to my mom and said, you have your healing. And, you know, that blew us away because we had never talked to this man before, this person before. And so um, after that, uh, a couple of days later, my mom went to uh, a doctor's office and there was a little stand right next to her chair waiting to uh, to be seen. She looked at the magazine and the magazine said on the front about going to a local church that uh, taught about how to uh, eat according to the Bible. And so my mom said, well, I'm going to go and, you know, check it out and see what it's about. So when she went to the church, they taught about health from a biblical perspective, from the Bible. And so that day she saw about 60 people get up and tell their um, testimonies of what happened to them with their health. Some had diabetes, some had high blood pressure, some had uh, glaucoma, some had um, obesity issues, um, all types of different ailments and, and harmful health conditions that people got up and spoke about how they ate according to the Bible and they were restored with their health. And so my mom said, well, I'm gonna try that myself. And so she came home, she started to, uh, they had a program, so she started to follow the program. So after she started following the program in about 30 days, we started seeing improvements in her health. And so uh, one day I was in my house and somebody came up the steps and they came up so fast, I thought it was my brother. But when I looked and saw the person at the top of my steps, it was my mom. And I couldn't <laughs> believe it because my mom was severely overweight. Um, she had arthritis in her body. And so it would take her one step at a time to go up the steps. So when I saw it was her, I was like, that's what changed the transformation in me when I saw her. And it, it, it had only been about under 30 days that we started to see these dramatic improvements. So that's how I got ushered into health and wellness and we started seeing the improvements. So then we started to see her lose weight. Um, we went to the doctor after like three or four months and her cholesterol levels started to come down. Mm -hmm. Eventually her cholesterol levels came 167 points down to the excellent range. Um, she had macular degeneration. So that's where your eyes, where your macula in your eyes degenerate. They start to, uh, you know, lessen and lessen their functionality. Well, what happened is my mom's macular, macula started to regenerate and started to improve. And especially when you're of an elderly age, which my mom was uh, 66 at the time, mm -hmm. an elderly age, um, you know, it started to, uh, to improve and it's not supposed to improve as you age. Yeah. So we started seeing these different uh, 
different things improve. And then so the rest of us started to uh, eat the same way. Yeah. Okay. That's so interesting. And I, I hear about, you know, you say about um, eating from a biblical sort of perspective. And I, I hear a lot of it these days about going back to looking at what our ancestors ate and, uh, you know, addressing health from that perspective. And it makes absolute sense. And when, you know, I'm, I'm hearing this information, they're not just talking about the foods, but they're talking about um, our behaviors and our bodies and what we're designed to do and why we're designed to do them and and how in our lifestyle in today in today's society sorry is Mm -hmm. completely different to how we are wired to to operate and which is why there's a whole lot of health issues you know and you know obviously diet's a huge huge part of that um you know we've got the processed foods and foods that our bodies just aren't designed to recognize uh, uh recognize sorry Uh, that's so funny about your mum running up the stairs. I love that. So, you know, obviously seeing the transformations (laughs) that your mum was having, your whole family wanted to get on board. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, at the time in my life, particularly, uh, I was training for professional basketball. And when she first started eating that way, I thought, it probably wasn't going to be practical for me to be able to eat that way, to eat that healthy and maintain my body weight. Can you, can you take us more extremely, into strenuous work that I was doing? Yeah, sure. Can you, sorry to interrupt. Can you take us through also what uh, those changes were specifically? What were those implementations? Yeah. Which, which is very interesting. Um, the foods that we change from, where we used to eat basically the, what they call the SAD diet, which is the standard American diet. And that consisted of, you know, eating a lot of meats, uh, you know, foods that are filled with sugar, like you were saying earlier, processed foods, uh, fat, some fast foods. Um, and so we, we totally changed once we found out that a new way to eat was eating, like you said, closer to how our ancestors, how they had eaten, eating more uh, vegetables and fruits. Um, And so what we ended up doing is finding out, like you said, the processed foods have chemicals in them. So even the produce, even the fruits and vegetables have pesticides that are sprayed on them, the uh, regular conventional produce. And so we learned that those chemicals that they spray are highly toxic. They cause cancer, they cause other, um, you know, abnormalities in our bodies that that cause the brain and the neurons in our brain to end up dying. And that's called a process called excitotoxicity. And that's where the chemicals in the foods and chemicals sprayed on the foods, they start to attack the neurons in our brain and cause cellular death. And so we're like, we don't want to cause any more problems to our bodies than the problems that we have now. So that's why we decided to eat organically, you know, closer to how the foods are naturally out of the ground coming up so that we can retain those nutrients found in the foods. And so that uh, that's how we structured our way away from how we have been eating. And uh, in regards to like meat, we changed our meat uh, selections from eating regular conventional meats as opposed to meats like uh, grass fed beef. Um, so those types of, uh, that type of meat that comes from a cow, the cows are fed grass instead of grain. And on a biological level, this is really important because when you feed a cow grain, it changes their molecular structure. So their cholesterol levels increase. And so when their levels increase and you eat those types of that type of beef, you in turn have your cholesterol levels go higher. So that's one reason why my mom's cholesterol levels lowered because of the choices she was changing, uh, lessened the amount of bad cholesterol she was receiving. And so uh, cows are designed to eat grain. I mean, excuse me, cows are designed to eat grass. And so it lessens their cholesterol levels when they eat the grass. And uh, there was one, there were some studies over in, uh, in Europe uh, dealing with that, they had uh, 14 cows 
that had um, uh, mad cow disease. You remember that terrible disease years yeah. ago? Mm-hmm. And so they, they had, um, they all had disease. And so what they ended up doing is they separated seven and seven. And so for seven of them, they gave grains, the other seven, they gave grass. And so within a week, the ones that were given grain, they continued to have the mad cow disease and they ended up dying. The ones that were given the grass ended up being restored and they were healthy. And so it just shows you the power of how when you give certain animals the right types of foods, it produces a better health outcome. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that's, for example, and that's seen in, uh, in the Bible in Psalms, uh, the book um, Psalms chapter 104, verse 14. And that's where it comes from, where um, cows eat grass and you can actually see it in real life. And so those type of things we changed. And when we did that, we saw our health um, improve by doing such. Yeah. Okay. So you talk about the the grains with the cattle and and whatever else. Do you know much about the uh, how much grains we're consuming as humans? Can you give us a bit of insight into the health issues in relation to that? What we've learned, yeah, we have some some principles when it comes to it's the type of grains. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to definitely get um, grains that are organic in nature. And what's really important in, in this factor for grains is that you don't want to get grains that have been genetically modified, where they've been altered. And so there are a lot of grains, um, particularly like with wheat uh, and, and items like that, where they take out the nutrients that are naturally in the wheat. And so when they take the wheat and germ out, it lessens the, uh, the nutrient content, but it also lessens the, the color of the actual food. And so um, I know in, in the United States, they've done that in a lot of products where they take out the nutrients because it lessens the color because they've done studies years ago where they, the women who were heading the households like to work with ingredients that had a lesser color that were closer to white okay. than they were to the original color brown. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's more about the type of grain that mm-hmm. you are eating and consuming because and, you want and the, the amount too you know when you look at our uh, food pyramid and the amount that we're supposed to be eating do you feel like that's back to front to a certain extent yeah well, so what we've learned um that's been a, a good protocol when it comes to food breakdown um we think it's very healthy if you eat 70 percent of fruits and vegetables and then 10% of healthy meats and fish, and then 10% of grains. So right there, if you get about 10% of your food total content for the day as uh, 10%, that's where uh, we've seen it's been very you know helpful to do. And then uh, the other 10% are made up of like uh, nuts and seeds, uh, healthy oils, uh, yogurt, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. Um, now, I accidentally, sorry, apologize for cutting you off before. You were talking about the health benefits that you saw for yourself and um, speaking about playing basketball. Would you mind finishing off what you were saying before? This is, this is uh, a miraculous thing, is that um, when I first saw the improvements in my mom's health, um, I saw, you know, I mean, it was dramatic improvements. And so I was hesitant at first because I didn't think that I would be able to maintain my strength and my energy if I ate the same type of healthy foods that she ate. Um, And what I came to find out, which was amazing, is that um, my mom, she was around 5'9 in height and I'm 6'4". And we ended up eating around the same amounts of food, of organic food, around the same amounts. She needed to lose weight. She ended up losing um, over, which ended up being over 100 pounds and kept it off for Um. 10 years without yo-yoing in her weight. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I I ate around the same amount she did, but I ended up maintaining my weight. I didn't drop in weight while I was still working out and still training. And so um, we ate the same type of things, um, fruits and vegetables, around that same percentage breakdown that I gave you. 
Um, and, and the interesting thing is, is that when you eat this way, you can eat as much as you want because it's the right types of foods your body's receiving. And so um, there, there really isn't a limit to what you can eat. Um, a lot of people believe in moderation. Moderation is only, it's only important if you're eating the wrong things. But if you're eating the right things, see, there's a difference. And this is something that we live by, um, by learning through experience and eating this way is when you eat for purpose. And that's kind of how you were talking about earlier, um, that when there is a reason for the foods, why are we eating? And so when you understand why you're eating, you're, you'll find out how to eat, you'll find out why to eat, and you'll, you'll find out when to eat, and you'll find out all these things of how to apply it to your life. So when you understand that foods aren't just for us to taste and to like it to please our senses, you know, it's more for providing us the nutrients, the vitamins, and the minerals that are found in real foods. So that when that happens, our bodies can function, our, the organs can function better. The blood in our body can function better. It can flow better to our vital organs uh, because the blood and the oxygen that, um, that are present, when they go to those vital organs, they're providing what they need at the right amounts. But if you're eating the wrong foods that stop the absorption of the nutrients, if it stops the flow, the free flow, the free flow of the blood, if it lessens, it makes your um, arteries, the uh, endothelial system, that's where your arteries, you know, where they contract and expand. That's what you want, pliable contraction. And uh, so it, it expand right so that you don't want your blood vessels to be rigid and to crack. Um, you don't want your blood flow to be sluggish. And so when you eat foods that have um, chemicals in them, if you eat trans fats, those bad oils, um, bad sugars, all those things help to clog up that blood flow. And, um, and so when you do those things um, that are health, helpful for you by eating the right foods, then you start to see positive impacts. And that's what happened, particularly with my body as an athlete. My blood flow and my oxygen flow became really strong, much stronger than when I was younger eating unhealthily. So um, I saw dramatic improvements. So, so <laughs> when I played real quick, when I played professionally, I was 31 at the time, which was like a grandfather in basketball. A lot of the uh, of my uh, teammates and competitors, they were um, about 10 years, seven to 10 years younger than I was. But uh, because of the nutrients that I was receiving, I was able to outlast many of them. And um, because of the, the right nutrients were empowering me to, uh, to really last and sustain the energy levels. So uh, it, it was phenomenal, really phenomenal. You showed them how it was done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Right, and, right. you know, that resonated so much with me when you were saying about you didn't want to follow suit with your mum because you were worried about you know, you're her losing the weight, you're worried about your energy and everything. And my husband and I have this conversation all the time. And one particular conversation is coming to mind. We were at the dinner table one day and I was sort of saying about how, uh, I can't remember what food it was that I was talking about, but he's like, oh, you'll get more energy out of eating a bowl of wheat bix And I mm -hmm. said, you know, he was talking in kilojoules or, or whatever. And um, I said, it, it doesn't matter about the calories that are in the food. And he then he brought up the whole analogy of if he was stranded on a desert island, he would rather have, I can't remember what he said. It might've been Weet-Bix again. He loves his Weet-Bix. And he said, I'd rather have that than kale or celery. And I said, you'll get more um, nutrients and stuff out of those things than what you ever will in a bowl of Weet-Bix. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that was the analogy that, that he was using. And, you know, it, it's just funny that that different mindset. And I often um, say about taking out his sandwiches that he's having every day and replacing it with leftover meals from that I've cooked the night before or whatever. And, yeah, he just um, doesn't understand the concept of it's not 
the calories that are in the food that is is what matters it's the actual nutritional value that you get in there and it can have less calories that it's it's giving your body but provide much more health do you am i articulating that correctly <laughs> oh absolutely yeah you did a perfect job and um some health professionals um that i learned from they made an, uh, an analogy and a truth and it presented it to to us and I was like, wow, I never thought about it like this. But if you think about some of the biggest and strongest animals that eat, you know, plants mm -hmm. and uh, you're like, wow, yeah, they eat plants and how strong they are. And um, and, you know, it really just goes to show how much um, power and uh, how much you can gain from eating, you know, those green type of plants and, and foods. Mm -hmm. it, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you were you're definitely right. And, um, you know, it, it happened in my life. I was able to uh, to work out a lot longer and stronger, mm -hmm. keep it up for a longer period of time, eating foods just like you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Kale is one of my favorites as well. Is yeah. it? <laughs> There's probably a lot of people out there listening that go, oh, well, if this is what it's about, eating celery and kale, I'm out. And it's absolutely not, you know. I think it's really important to have a diverse range of um, fruits and vegetables. And, you know, coming back to what you were saying before about um, your body absorbing those nutrients by having the right foods and everything, I think it's important to know too is that our bodies when you're fueling it with the right foods are going to tell you when it's hungry. It's going to tell you how much you're going to know much better when you're full and when to stop, you know, you'll be able to tune into your body. And that brings me to the whole, you know, amount that we eat, you know, we're programmed to have breakfast, morning tea, lunch, afternoon tea, dinner, and then a snack after, you know, it might be dessert or it might just be Bicky and tea before bed. And, um, you know, that's not necessarily how, and it comes back to the whole ancestral thing again, doesn't it? You know, that's not necessarily how we were designed. That's right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's really a great thing to realize that you never hear of somebody eating a whole bushel of apples. They don't overeat on apples or healthy food. But, you know, somebody will take potato chips and eat a whole bag or eat a whole carton of ice cream. And that's because the body is searching for nutrients. Mm. Your body is, is calling out nutrients in the food. And that's the reason why we are to eat foods that have nutrients in them so your body can be satisfied. And so um, particularly like with an apple, you know, it has a high range of fiber. So that that satiety level, the satisfaction level is satisfied. So you don't, you're not feeling hunger, hungry anymore because your body is getting what it needs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's really critical. And so like you were saying also just now is that people don't want to hear the sound of oh, eating a lot of fruits or eating a lot of vegetables. Um, and the one thing that's great about it is when you make that transition, a lot of people say it's hard to do. I can't stop eating um, the bad foods. Well, the great thing about the way our bodies were designed and how they were cre created is that if you're consistent with eating right and eating healthy and you really get it in your mind, that you transform your mind, that's where it has to start. It has to start mm. in the mind so that if you transform your mind, it can produce an outcome that can be consistent and lasting. And so the great thing about your anatomy is that if you keep on eating healthy foods for around 21 to 23 days, your taste buds will begin to change. And so you'll start to acquire a liking for that food. And we actually shed our taste buds every like 23 days, we get new taste buds. So if you stay and stick with it, you can end up um, changing your the ways that you eat so that they can become healthier. And then uh, your body's gonna start to change. The longer mm -hmm. that you eat that way, um, and one key thing is that when you eat organically, what it's designed to do is to change your body on a cellular level. So now that your body are, are getting the nutrients that can be changed on a cellular level, the lowest level, so that your genes of your body now can be activated. Mm -hmm. And what I didn't know, but learning from a lot of health professionals is that when you eat certain foods, they go in and they have purpose. So when you get those key, uh, for example, like antioxidants in food that you find in a lot of uh, fruits, uh, like in an orange or in a lemon, mm -hmm. 
they start to activate your genes and turn your genes on. So it's like flicking a switch yes. and turning your genes on so that what they call it is your genes of wellness mm -hmm. start to activate for you. Mm -hmm. And then that's why you can have like the optical nerves start to be regenerated in your eyes. Like with my mom, when she had macular degeneration, because she was starting to now get those proper nutrients that changed her eyesight and even improved her eyesight when it had been bad. So uh, there's a lot of foods that we eat and a lot of bad foods that we eat that turn off those genes as well. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's really important to eat the right food so we can turn them on instead of turning them off. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. I um, The whole epigenetics and nutrigenomics thing uh, I've mentioned to you, I have uh, a product that I sell within my business and one of our star products, we've got turmeric, ashwagandha, bacopa, milk thistle and green tea. And the way that that's meant to work is by activating an NRF2 pathway in the body and um, it, it gets the body producing all of the antioxidants and stuff stuff that we, you know, back in our 20s were helping our bodies to detox and um, it reduces oxidative stress within the body. So I completely understand where you're coming from with that. And it's so exciting learning all of this stuff and, and hearing other people that are, are using food to do the same thing. It's it's very exciting. And um, I feel like it's, it's something that's really, really gaining traction in um, mainstream. Mm -hmm. You know, more and more people are hearing about it, more and pe more people are becoming educated about it. And um, yeah, with, hearing right. some of the transformations of my clients and um, obviously you have your own clients that have amazing health tra transformations as well. Uh, you experienced it firsthand. You know, it's it's really exciting knowing that more and more people are hearing about it. That's true. That's true. And, and when you start to experience the, the feeling of being well when you weren't well, um, that is so empowering to you that you want other people to feel as good as you do. Yeah. And so like you were saying, like you just mentioned uh, turmeric, uh, which is um, a, a powerful, powerful antioxidant from uh, from the plant, uh, curcumin. And so that was one of the first uh, vitamins that my mom started taking. Mm -hmm. And so it also comes in a powder form that you can sprinkle on just about anything. Mm -hmm. And what was critical about that is that um, ended up helping my mom to overcome cancer. And my mom's cancer was a very aggressive cancer called multiple myeloma, which is a blood and bone cancer. So if the cancer gets into your, your blood and your bones, it can spread very fast and it can cause your bones to be very brittle and break easily. Mm -hmm. And so usually people... Uh, don't survive past uh, five years. It's, it's really an aggressive cancer, very strong. And so when my mom started taking turmeric and started putting it on all her food, mm -hmm. um, that's what helped to bring her cells back. And so what happens with cancer, you know, a lot of times cancer tries to um, take a cell and it tries to conquer a cell. Then it tries to replicate and divide. So now it increases and increases and it tries to overtake your body. So what happens when you take turmeric, organic turmeric ends up um, causing a scientific um, process called apoptosis. And that's where cancer cells commit suicide. They okay. kill each other. And so that's what you want. You want those cancer cells to decrease in the body so that your immune system can be um, be empowered and get stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. That was one of the reasons uh, why my mom was able to overcome the cancer. In, in particular, by using certain vitamins and certain foods to combat um, that her illness that she had. Mm -hmm. And um, it just totally, you know, that was one thing that changed her life. So when she started implementing all of these changes, did she find it difficult? Um, initially, for some certain things, she, she was, uh, it was harder for her to give up than others. And so um, there were a couple things that she really liked, which were peanuts. Peanuts were something that she loved. And this this reminds me of something that's very important is that when you deal with any health problem, any disease like cancer, um, it's very important to find out the cause of what caused the cancer, what caused mm -hmm. the health problem 
get to the root cause yes in your life because yeah if you don't know what the root cause is it's going to make it so hard to find a solution to it but if mm. you start finding the causes of what, what what's wrong with your body it's going to help you get to that place where you can start to implement a program for solutions and that's what happened with my mom um when her oncologist diagnosed her with cancer he didn't come with the causes of her cancer mm. so we started to go back and investigate and we started to learn from um different uh scientists and researchers, uh, doctors all over the world to find, to try to find out, you know, what we could do for my mom. Well, we ended up finding out that um, eating peanuts was one of the causes to why she got cancer because there's so many fungal and fungus properties in peanuts. And so that's why it's so important to find, like we were talking about, the most organic and natural means of foods. And mm. so I brought a little prop for us today. Yeah. Um, there, there is one type of, of healthy peanut. There's one type. It's called Valencia peanut. This peanut, particular peanut, doesn't have fungal properties like a regular peanut. And so at one of our grocery stores, they sell this. I don't know if you guys can see it, but yeah. it's called Valencia organic peanut butter. And so if you buy that and, and really important are the ingredients and how to read ingredients. But if you can see it, it only has that one ingredient, which is organic Valencia peanut butter uh, that makes up uh, the peanut butter, those peanuts. And so she was able to um, fulfill her craving for the nuts by getting the right type of nuts. Mm -hmm. And so finding those type of transitions from unhealthy to healthy really made it easier for her to make that change based upon her health selections. And so um, it wasn't as hard as we normally would think because <laughs> truthfully, when we first started eating organically, a lot of the food <laughs> we joke about tasted like tree bark. I mean, it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but the great thing about it is that once we, well, we had a background as we were, um, former restaurant owners mm -hmm. so we ended up um having some experience in how to prepare foods but you can take healthy foods and make them taste how you want you, you can you can really make them taste taste good so that's what we learned over time is how to make uh the bad foods um the 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 foods that were unhealthy how they taste it because a lot of people think they taste good and make organic foods taste the same. So now there's no excuse. So now you can go ahead and eat organic because now you can make it taste the way you want. And that's what we achieved. Even as we became organic food manufacturers, we sold um, organic products to the grocery stores. So we had tons of people who ate unhealthy, try our organic products and were blown away because the taste was um, just as good or better than what they were receiving with unhealthy products. So oh. it, it, it's, it's very possible, especially when your taste buds change. Yeah, no, that, and that's amazing that you guys uh, provide that for others. Uh, I often daydream about mm -hmm. getting my own veggie garden going here and, and one day expanding and being able to supply like local shops with organic produce. But, you know, starting right. my own veggie garden would be a really good place to start. And it's just one of those things that I, I'm finding I'm not having the time to do at the moment, which is really no excuse. I will get there one day, but I think that's incredible. Um, but on that note, in, in relation to eating organically, um, as you know, I live remotely and and I think this goes for people that might not even necessarily live remotely as well but some may argue that um, it is an extremely drastic lifestyle change and that eating organically uh, is expensive or uh, you know in my case there's just no supply out here so um, or, or even knowing where to start with changing their lifestyle um, as well. So what would be your advice to those people that have those reservations? That's a, that's a very, very good question. And that's something that with our health clients, that was a, a question that would keep coming up. You know, mm -hmm. organic foods are expensive and organic foods are hard to, to find um, because a lot of places you just don't have um, stores that supply organic foods. 
So uh, with technology is a lot better now than it was back when we started almost 15 years ago. Um, the organic um, field, the industry has exploded. So most households now you have a phone where you can order from your phone or you can uh, order from your laptop and have it shipped to your house, which is a, a really effective way now that um, there's a lot of places you can order um, organic foods. Um, or if you can't get the foods, you can supply it with vitamins and you can order vitamins. Um, and if, if you're able to, if you have uh, a backyard or a front yard where you can, like you said, if you can plant your own food, that's another source. Or if you can make it to a local farm, a lot of local farms uh, supply healthier foods, uh, food options. Um, you know, so those are some ways that you can uh, you can still get healthier foods um, than you know if you if you just don't have it around your area. Um, and to speak to the the finances of organics versus non-organics, um, the uh, Harvard School of Public Health had a study out. Uh, this is probably about seven years ago, and they said that the the gap is narrowing. The gap is getting closer when it comes to conventional food prices versus organic food prices. Mm. And so um, that was about seven or eight years ago. And because the uh, demand for organic food has blown up and it's exploded in the very recent years, the supply is much greater now. So now a lot of the food uh, stores that hadn't been supplying organic foods are now supplying more. Mm. So that's going to help out as well. Uh, but this is one phenomenal thing in our lives and a lot of our clients' lives is that when they start changing over to organic food, it is far, far cheaper to eat organically than it is to eat commercial foods. And one of the reasons um, is what's happened in our lives. Um, since we've been eating this, and it's going to be 15 years in 2020, we've been eating this way. I haven't been sick one day for anything, any cold, flu, anything. I haven't had any sickness in 15 and going on 15 years. Even wow. a bigger point is my dad, when we started, was um, was 72 years old. Um, he hasn't been sick one day since we started eating this way. Uh, my brother, uh, age 30, he had high cholesterol. Within 30 days, uh, or excuse me, he had high blood pressure. And within 30 days, his high blood pressure um, went away and has remained in an excellent range. And so there's been so many different health benefits that your medical cost now is going to be reduced so much. Mm. Um, and there's nothing special about our family. There's nothing special about our family or, um, you know, our friends or our client. Um, but it's about consistently providing your body with the nutrients it needs so those genes can can uh, strengthen and mm. bring wellness and your immune system can be strengthened to fight off uh, different illnesses, the environment, different things that can pollute our lives. Mm. And then also what will happen is when we were talking about earlier, the satisfaction area in your body of eating. So what happens is when you eat organically, your body becomes satisfied because your glucose and fructose levels within your body become satisfied. But when you eat, um, you know, junk food, fast food, you know, uh, processed foods, your body's, it doesn't get the same amount of nutrients. So your body's still craving. That's why you're still hungry because you need nutrients, more nutrients to satisfy mm -hmm. your body. Well, what happens is your food bill goes up mm -hmm. because when you eat organically, you're not having to eat as much. So not only does that mean you have to buy more, but you have to go to the store more. So you're going to be spending more gas, you know, driving to the store, driving to a fast food place. And so your bill starts to, to escalate and starts to increase. So there's a lot of little nuances. Um, you're not going to have to buy as many uh, medicine because you're not going to be sick as much. Mm -hmm. You know, the average diabetic, I think now is between 12 and $14,000 a year on, on uh, you know, being a diabetic. And so 
when you don't have to worry about those serious illnesses, heart disease is a, is a big, you know, problem for people across the world. When you don't have to worry about those things, um, your bill starts to come down and then that, you know, opens the door actually for actually even it affects every area of your life, your, your work life. You're going to be more productive, more alert you know, uh, more productive on your job, you know, that's probably going to lead to better um, production, could lead to raises in your job, um, new promotions in your job, things of that nature. So it extends beyond just what we would see as the price in the store. Yeah. Because the price of organics may be a little higher now, but at the end of it, you're going to save so much money that really you can uh, you can't afford not to eat organically. And I mean, at the end of the day, all of that aside, which are fabulous points, mind you, but can you really put a price on your health? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. That's yeah. a good question. And, and that's why when you, when you focus, you know, you know, your finances in those areas on fruits and vegetables, um, on vitamins, when you see what your body, the outcome, and when your doctors start coming back to you and saying, your report is improving. Mm. You're getting better. Um, you know, it's all so much worth it. I mean, you know, the, the number of years that, you know, um, which is one of my greatest uh, accomplishments to be a part of my mom, um, you know, improving in her health so much or seeing my dad improving his health or my brothers. And um, the, the, that is invaluable. You can't put a price tag on the improvement of your health and the quality of life while you're living is yeah. so important. You know, how you feel day to day is very important. Yeah. And, you know, you want to be able to run around and keep up with your kids or your grandkids or whatever it might be, you know. And I mean, That's who right. doesn't want to have that energy? You know, you don't want to be restricted to the couch and front of the TV for the rest of the life, do you? Now, back to, um, right. there's a couple of things that That's I want right. to run past you. The first, I wanted to share um, while you're speaking about your mother's doctors and some of the commentary that they have passed on uh, for you to share. So I've got one here and it says, um, Sylvia's dietary modifications appear to be contributing to the maintenance of remission from multiple myelo myeloma and otherwise incurable bone marrow cancer malignancy that to, it must be so amazing to be able to have that um, confirmation from her oncologist. Yeah, it was, uh, especially, you know, being in that room where it seems, you know, really somber after he gave the diagnosis, you know, because basically he was saying it was a death sentence mm. for my mom. But Was he blown you know, to away see to her, see her? Um, oh, yeah, he, he was, uh, and he kept on, you know, he would, uh, keep in touch with her because she would have to get constant tests to see how the disease was either progressing or if it was, you know, retreating. And mm -hmm. so her, her, uh, her charts would come back, you know, good. And, and he, he was blown away. I mean, we never thought, you know, that our doctors would start to confirm our health improvements. Um, but they, they, they were willing to, to be honest and open and truthful. And so, yeah, he was very pleased that, uh, that she was able to um, to improve in her health, and you know, um, my mom was was just uh, was just ecstatic because she, like we were saying earlier, began to live life and continue that life, not only to be alive, but to be alive and be able to do things. Yeah, you know, she was always a, a very mobile person, and so. She uh, had a lot of ambition in a lot of areas. And so she was st still able, we had our food manufacturing company. So she was still able to work with us and go places and, and improve in, in that manner that uh, she wasn't, you know, staying at home, like you said, sitting on the couch, you know, just existing. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And it would have, you know, it meant that you guys got to spend so much more time with her as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's really something like you say. You can't put a price time on the quality of life, no. the time that you that you receive. Because if she would have continued to go the way she was going, she definitely wouldn't have been there. Mm. And so um, we found out other things that were important that caused the cancer. Like uh, she used to have uh, silver fillings cavities that okay. were replaced with silver fillings in her teeth. 
And so we found out from other uh, professional health professionals that the mercury that was in the silver fillings caused cancer. Mm. So every time that she would drink something cold or every time she would drink something hot, it would activate the mercury that was in the silver fillings and it would irradiate those gases, poisons in mm. our body. And that's how our body was continuing to, um, to be fed cancer. And so when she stopped doing that, um, when she stopped eating um, uh, processed sugars, bad sugars, um, the sugar is the number one food for cancer is bad sugar, mm -hmm. um, like white granulated sugar. Um, those sugars cancer loves, and that's what feeds cancer and makes it stronger. So we stopped all bad, unhealthy sugars and took it out of her diet that was another very key thing that, that helped her. And so there's a lot of uh, chemicals that you put on your skin, like Vaseline, certain lotions have bad ingredients in it. We, we stop all those types of things and only use like natural oils, like mm. shea, shea butter oil and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was a total lifestyle change that gave her body now a break. So now all those chemicals weren't bombarding my mom's body so now it was being freed up. So now it could start to concentrate on other areas of her body that weren't yeah. right. So eventually that's why one by one, those things started to improve and her doctors started to come back with all these reports. And um, it, it was just, it was, it was a phenomenal thing to see, not only with her cancer doctor, but other doctors as well. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I had that taking the sugar out you know that I feel is I think a lot of people are aware just how well maybe not to what extent but you know they know that sugar is not necessarily great for you uh but the thing that really surprised me was mm -hmm. the peanuts is there so for, for right. people that are wanting to move to this more healthy way of eating this organic way of eating um or you know even just trying to move more towards fruit and vegetables are there certain foods other than the sugar and the peanuts that they should be more aware of yeah actually it's, it's all food groups it's 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 every type of food there is a healthy alternative but really it shouldn't be called a healthy alternative it really that should be the core name that mm -hmm. healthy foods and organic foods should not be an alternative um, unfortunately here where we live, they call them healthy alternatives because most people don't eat healthy yeah. and they're not really actually eating food because when you add chemicals or pesticides to the foods, that denatures food, it degrades the food because it causes the food to not to be as strong as it was originally intended to be. Yeah. So, uh, we actually, when my mom, uh, started eating this healthy way, she went on a program and in this program, which uh, we took from some of the elements of that program and in some of the things we learned over time to create um, a program where all foods and food groups are covered to let you know what foods to eat and what foods not to eat. Mm -hmm. And so, um, for example, like with fish, um, we didn't eat a lot of shrimp and crabs and oysters, things of that nature anyway. But the problem with eating shrimp, crabs, and oysters is that they're known as bottom dwellers in the sea. And so what they are is they're like garbage cans. They eat up all everything and they help to, to uh, clean our oceans and our seas. So uh, when they eat all those bad things and then a person eats them, you're starting to get all those, uh, the garbage and the toxins that they eat, the poisons that they eat goes mm -hmm. to our bodies. So, you know, healthier type of options are like uh, fish that live in the uh, parts of the ocean that aren't polluted with uh, garbage because a lot of human waste and garbage is, is put into the, like the Atlantic Ocean. And so the Pacific Ocean is a lot cleaner. So those type of fish that live in the... Um, Pacific Ocean, they are known as uh, fish that are wild, wild fish, and mm -hmm. they're much cleaner, and, and they're, uh, they don't have the toxicity level in them, so they're a lot healthier to eat, like uh, salmon is, is a great fish. Yeah. Um, there's been some studies on them that 
to our knowledge that they're the one of the only fish that will swim upstream. So when they swim upstream, it makes their muscles much stronger. So when we eat that, we get that benefit. And um, so there, there are plenty of fish to eat and not to eat. And, uh, and really, it goes back from the foundation of the Bible. And that's found in uh, the book of Deuteronomy. And there's a lot of uh, scriptures in Leviticus of the Bible that shows you those healthy fish and the ones that aren't healthy. And um, when we started eating that way, you know, we started to see our cholesterol levels were increasing. Our blood flow was a lot better. So our, our um, blood pressure readings were better. Mm-hmm. Um, even our brain functionality was a lot better, a lot clearer. Um, eyesight improved. Um, so many things. Skin got better. Um, you know, a lot of good benefits come along. We start uh, prescribing to eating the right types of foods. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting a bit short on time, so I'd like to start wrapping up. But and I mean, we could be here talking all day. You're a very, very knowledgeable man. Uh, but I've had a oh, look thanks. around your website, and um, I was absolutely blown away by the amount of information that's on there. So for anyone that's listening, you can go to it's um, it's vitaminfoodsinc.com. Is that correct? Yes. That's correct. And yeah. Vitamin foods within uh, foods within S. Yes. Yeah. And um yeah, on there yeah, you'll and find I blogs and videos and um David has put together a book series as well, which is called Fight Disease with Ease. And you can pick these up and choose which book is suitable to you. So there's things in there from um cancer, diabetes, arthritis. Uh, There's a really good one in there for kids, which I'm really excited to get my hands on. And um, I really love what you've done with them in that you put the foods that you need to eat to combat whatever it is. So you've you've tailored it for that disease or that ailment. And and you go into quite a lot of depth with that, don't you? And you provide recipes and, and all those kinds of things as well. Right, right. And uh, here's the book you're talking about for kids. And uh, that's one of uh, the books that we have in our line of series. And what we were trying to do is we were trying to help as many people with as many ailments as possible and have books specifically so that you could understand more about that disease and then how to overcome it. So what we did, for example, is in each recipe, we have ingredients. And uh um, you've gone all muffled. Muffled. We can't hear you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I may, I may have covered I up my that, mic. Yeah, I think that that's better? what happened. <laughs> so, for those of you that aren't watching the video, that are listening to the podcast, um, David has a book and he's holding it up, and it has grass-fed beef is the title. Yeah. So we have grass-fed beef as one of the ingredients, and then we have organic onions as another ingredient. So for each ingredient, we have an analysis. And so in that analysis, it tells what vitamins and minerals are present within that ingredient. So you know what you're eating. And then also it tells you what harmful health condition it fights again. So that you know that each time you're eating whatever food it is, it's helping to restore you from that harmful health condition. It's helping to prevent it or it's helping to restore you. So that each time you're eating, you're eating towards your health. And um, we want people to be knowledgeable about what they eat because that's going to help with the transformation process. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't want to eat healthy, but if they know I'm eating healthy for a purpose and getting better so that now my eyes can improve, or my skin can be have a, a radiant look in the glow, my hair can grow long, my nails can be stronger, my heart can pump you know, better and and slower and stronger. When you understand those things, that helps to keep you on track. So we wanted to help people in that transition to healthier food by giving them um, a recipe book, but also um, food, um, food options that they can use to help themselves and their families. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Um, So again, I will um, put the vitaminfoodsinc.com website link in my show notes. And um, where else can we find you, David? Yeah, I'm also uh, on Instagram as well. 
And uh, you can always go to Vitamin Foods with an S, I-N-C, is where you can find us at Vitamin Foods, Inc. And you can find us there on Instagram as well, as well as our website. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, let us know. Um, you can email us. Uh, we're health coaches as well to try to you know, help with, with any type of ailment that you may have, or if you just want to have um, a healthier diet. Um, on our website, we have an online organic food store, as well as a vitamin store. So there's information on there about each vitamin and each food and how it can help your body so that uh, you can understand uh, what you can take. Take. That's incredible. Now, if there was one piece of advice that you could give our listeners today or even just give to your 20-year-old self, what would it be? I think uh, understanding that there's purpose in food. Um, if you understand that there's purpose in food and there is a helpful reason to eat healthier foods, it'll help you stay consistent. And if it helps you stay consistent, then you can see the progression towards your body improving. And then once you start to see the improvements, it's like a domino effect. You know, you just want to keep it going and keep it going. And, and then you realize, wow, this food really tastes pretty good. And then that keeps you on the track of, uh, you know, because a lot of times, you know, people, they don't want to, they don't want to change. Mm -hmm. But when you start to see your body's changing and you don't have to do anything, you know, you just put the food in your mouth and your body takes care of the rest. And, and that's a really freeing thing so that you don't have the stress. And when you lose that stress, you know, especially in a time with COVID, um, with this virus that's going around, it's affected the whole world. When you can go and walk out knowing that your immune system now is strong enough to deal with, you know, anything that comes its way, it gives you hope. And that's the biggest thing. You know, mm -hmm. you need hope because it helps to helps to strengthen the body as well. And uh, so... If I can do it, if we can do it, uh, anybody can do it. And uh, a quality of life that's better for you is just around the corner. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Uh, just one last question, I promise. When, well, has there ever been a point where you have transitioned to the healthier options and then for whatever reason you might have found yourself go back to your old ways of eating and did that have like did that feel bad for your body um i can imagine that may have helped that may have happened uh, i think maybe in the very beginning but it hasn't happened in so long it's it's been well over 12 to 13 years probably that i've been eating healthy consistently without eating anything bad and the reason why i decided to eat that way is because i saw the effects particularly with my mom. And then I saw the effects with my brother and, and my dad and in myself to where I know I don't want to put anything in my body that's going to potentially be harmful and make it like a, a big mountain to overcome. Because I know that a little bit of the bad stuff can have a dramatic effect on your body. For example, there's been studies done that, that says that a half a teaspoon of, of bad sugar attacks your immune system for 24 hours straight and that's just a half a teaspoon so when you when you realize the dramatic effects to your body that can happen with just a small amount when there's uh on average with a soda is average like 12 teaspoons mm -hmm. 12 whole teaspoon packets are in one um one can of, of pop one mm -hmm. can of soda um you can see why your immune system is bombarded you know, it's overwhelmed with sugar, which can cause disease and things. And so after seeing that and then seeing other people go through health issues, um, you know, I, I don't want to put my body in a place like that where it has to fight uphill again. And, yeah. uh, you know, it, it, it feels too good not to have disease or sickness. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again so much, David, for jumping on with me today. And um, like I said, I, I feel like I could talk to you for hours on end. Uh, you're a wealth of knowledge and uh, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to, to be with me today. So, uh, Well, I thank you so much for allowing me to participate in your wonderful podcast. And this is going to be such a blessing 
it's going to be such a wonderful asset for all your viewers and your audience um, because you're providing a platform that's going to help them with the areas of their lives. So I want to congratulate you on this wonderful endeavor and all the best to you and your family. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thank you. You too. Wow, how unbelievable was that interview? I I hope you can all understand why David's story was enough to push me over the edge and to help me to finally get my butt into gear to create this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I know there was a, a fair few nuggets in there and a lot of information to take in. So I hope uh, that you have written some notes down or locked it in uh, that beautiful brain of yours. Uh, you can always listen to it back, of course. Now, please, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear some more incredible inspirational stories, as well as hear from some professionals about the ins and out of our gut health, about our brain, about our bodies, then please don't forget to subscribe so that you can continue to get these episodes sent directly to you. Also, if you feel like you know somebody that may get some benefit out of David and his mother's story, please send this on and share it. This podcast is all about spreading hope and inspiration and all the wonderful things. So please share with your family and friends. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram at that underscore gut underscore feeling underscore AU. It's a lot of underscores that gut feeling AU was taken, unfortunately. And uh, also on Facebook where you will find me as just that gut feeling AU. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to catching up with you all on our next one. Bye for now.